Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. Guess what today is? Go podcast. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. You got it right, sister. It is my podcast birthday today. We are celebrating one year, 52 full episodes of me doing this podcast. And guess what? The good news is, is that I don't want to barf before I get on here with you anymore. I still have some anxiety right before I hit the record button. I think that's always going to be there. I just want to come on and, you know, I value your time and I just want it to be good. So I say a little prayer, take a whiff of frankincense and we just go for it. Anxiety and all. So what I thought we would do today is um, go through this year of podcasting that we did and just do like a lightning round of all of the best tips and inspiration and all the things we talked about over the last year, just taking like one top piece from each episode to go over. So for those that have you, for those of you that have been with me since the beginning, bless you, bless your heart. Thank you. (laughs) This will be a little bit of a, maybe a refresher, but you know how you listen to stuff and then you're like, oh, I'm totally going to apply that. And then you don't, um, or you just, you know, you just kind of forget about it. So this will be a good refresher for you. For those that are are new, welcome and God bless you. Thank you for being here. This is going to be like your cliff notes version. Okay, of what we did last year. So you can um, maybe decide what you like and want to go back and listen to. So I'm so happy that you're here. And to celebrate my podcast birthday, we are going to kind of do our own little party thing. And that's going to be this to celebrate with you. I'm going to do a giveaway this week, the week that the podcast comes out. I'm going to go in and check my reviews every day. And for every person that leaves a review, your name's going to go in a hat or something. And I'm going to pull out a winner and I'm going to send you a little prize. Just a little blessing. Just to thank you so very much for listening and um, and for leaving a review. Giving me some, some stars. You can give me as many as you want. You know, one, five, whatever. Some stars in a review. It serves as incredible encouragement for me to come on here and do this. I love connecting with you. And I love to hear what you want to know more about, you know, what what would you like me to do a podcast on? What do you want to learn about nutritionally or anything? Um, And so I value those so much just so kind to leave those And when you do it on iTunes. um, Then also what it does is make the podcast more visible to other people the more reviews it has. So I know some of you have left reviews. I'm so appreciative. 
um, but you can leave more than one. And every time that you do, um, it just pushes the podcast so more and more people can see it. And that is really my goal here is not really for you to praise me. I don't really want that. I just really, I just want this message of real food, the way God made it and just keeping, you know, our health and the Lord on the front burners of our life, because when we feel well, we serve well. So leave a review. You can leave one every day if you want, and your name will go in the hat every day. And then I'll get your address and pop something kind of fun in the mail to you, which is so fun to get something in the mail besides a bill. So let me bless you. Okay. All right, friends, let's roll through this. All right. The first podcast episode when I really wanted to barf my guts out and I talked fast and <laughs> yeah, I talked fast and I rambled and all that. So thank you for um, going through that with me. But that was the holy grail of fat burning. And so my tip from this is y'all probably know what it is. Fast. Are you fasting yet? If you're not poor K, no. What up, my sister? It's time to get your fasting on. If you will fast between 12 and 16 hours on most days, it is going to do your body a world of good. And just remember, this is the ancient rhythm of our bodies. Our bodies know how to do this. Sometimes we feast, sometimes we fast, sometimes we're eating, sometimes we're not. Unfortunately, in modern times, there's too many times that we're not. So we need to balance that out. Okay, so fast. All right. Podcast number two was my metabolic strategy. We talked about five um, really good tips here. But one of my favorites is sprinting. And y'all have heard me talk about this before. And y'all also know I don't, you know, I feel about running kind of like I do about math. You know, it's not my thing. It's not my gift. But for whatever reason, I do love doing sprints, I guess, because they're just quick and short, you know, and I only do them like once a week. And I don't do them with any sort of perfect timing mechanism or anything like that. Like, li literally, I run from mailbox to mailbox or dumpster to dumpster, you know, and I do that about five or six times until my legs feel like jelly and I just can't do it anymore. You know, I just run as hard as I can from mailbox to mailbox or down this street, this straight part of the street or, you know, just kind of however it is. And I run as fast as I can and then till I can't anymore and I stop and I do that five or six times and then when my legs just feel like they cannot do that again, I'm like, well, we're done here. And it's easy as that. Okay. Um, but that change up of walking, you know, I just incorporate it into my walking and then I just take off. But it's that change up. It's really good for metabolic flexibility, just like the change up of feasting and fasting is really good for metabolic flexibility. And metabolic flexibility is our metabolic goal. We want our metabolism to be adaptable, to think on its feet, to be able to burn glucose, burn fat, all the things. And sprints are just, you know, a really quick and easy way <clears throat> to, um, to get a little cardio in and to promote fat burning, you know, um, and like I always tell y'all, I'm always sore in my nether regions when I'm fat, when I, when I do these sprints, you know, I can feel it in my inner thighs and in my stomach. And that's like the only thing, one of the only things that does that for me. So try it out. Okay. Podcast number three was Orthodox Christian Fasting with Cynthia Damascos, my guest. And this was a fascinating episode. 
um, about the Orthodox fasting practices. You know, they fast in some way for over half the year. It doesn't mean that they don't eat for over half the year, but they have a pretty precise calendar um, of how to fast throughout the year. And a lot of those days are, you know, involve abstaining from meat or dairy, eggs, fish, alcohol, oils. Um, they regularly fast on Wednesdays because that is the day that Judas betrayed Christ and on Fridays because that is the day he died on the cross, you know, so you can easily Google um, Orthodox fasting calendar and check it out. It's pretty interesting to see. And, you know, when done well, I think this type of fasting plan can be really good for the body. And it's something I touched on with um, another podcast guest, more recent one, J.W. Richards, who wrote Eat Fast Feast, you know, about this idea of fasting with a liturgical calendar, you know, with our church calendar full of the holy days and feasts and fasts and seasonal changes. Um, so that was a really fascinating um, one to, to talk to her about. Check that out. Okay, the next podcast, numero cuatro, um, was Ancient Oils of Scripture. So my takeaway here is, when in doubt, use frankincense. That's going to be one of the gifts I give away this week, by the way. Um, so frankincense was not only used as a holy anointing oil, it was basically known as a cure-all. There was an old Egyptian saying that said, frankincense was good from everything from a broken head to gout, you know, which for us kind of translate, it's good from head to toe. So in modern times, it's considered helpful for cuts, bruises, colds, skin, um, skin, focus, mental clarity, headaches, depression, cancer, allergies, bronchitis, and so much more. And of course, it spiritually connects us to Jesus, as frankincense was one of the gifts given by the wise man at his birth. So again, when in doubt, use frankincense. That if you can only, you know, get a few oils, it's kind of an expensive one, um, but it doesn't um, take much to, you know, get the benefit out of it. And so it will last you a long time. Okay, podcast number five, the truth about cholesterol did that with my smarty pants um, operation manager and nurse, Carly. And so here is the truth about cholesterol. The truth is, you need cholesterol, because your body will die without it. Not enough will lead to dementia, okay, among other things, but just so you know that. Um, and the truth is that acceptable, acceptable cholesterol number, the, you know, the target number that kind of keeps going down over the years. Um, and that's at the influence of pharmaceutical companies who make statins. So just keep that in mind as well. It used to be it was 250. Now it's 200. I know there was talk at one time about making it lower. And, you know, it's just very arbitrary. Um, the truth is that high LDL does not always mean doom and gloom. You need to get a particle test to see if the LDLs are type A, which are not problematic, or type B, which are more problematic. All right. The truth is statins are being prescribed way more than necessary. And not only do they forcefully lower the number without addressing the root cause, because yeah, your cholesterol will go down if you take a statin, but it's not addressing the reason for the cholesterol in the first place, why why that's floating around more than it needs to, okay? Um, and so that's not helpful. And these statins have a lot of side effects, which can be the cause of more health problems. And the truth is, for most of us, lowering, lowering your carbs and eating healthy fats like olive oil and butter 
instead of unhealthy fats like canola and soybean oil will bring your cholesterol into better balance right on its own. All right. Okay. Number six podcast was flatter belly, clearer skin, more energy. And I called it that because who doesn't want that? <laughs> right. Um, but I talked about some of the, you know, big game changers in my health and, um, kind of told my story of how I got into nutrition and why and all of the things that it um, helped me overcome. But just some, you know, big game changers along the way were drinking enough, enough water, you know, staying hydrated, it's so basic, and we all know it, but we don't do it. So take your body weight, divide it in two, um, divide it by half. And that's the amount of ounces of water, you know, you want to shoot for every day. Okay. Also, another big game changer, remove inflammatory oils. That's what I tell my clients. I'm like, if you don't listen to any other thing I say, please don't use vegetable oil, corn oil, canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, margarine. Um, use real food, clean, healthy oils like olive oil and avocado oil, um, you know, butter, coconut oil, that kind of thing. And the last ginormous game changer for me was to get off wheat. Okay, I'm talking from like, the eye boogers coming out of my the corners of my eyes to being able to uh, get pregnant. I mean, like, <laughs> and having like post nasal drip, like my nose would drip all the time, like always wiping my nose. All of that went away when I went off wheat, you know, and it helped my body um, really be in a better position to receive and grow a baby. All right. That was a huge one. Okay. Number seven was another sign from God. I love doing the sign shows. The first sign, if you remember, was about doing this podcast. That was in episode one, when I had a very clear sign um, brought to me through one of my former clients, Melissa, um, about doing the podcast. She confirmed it for me and it was blew me away. So then I had to do this, right? Because it was like, God was like, yeah, do it, girlfriend. Um, but here, this, I like to keep this, um, this verse, you know, when we're talking about this. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. So, I mean, the first lesson there is you have to ask. You have to ask God to um, clearly give you that sign if you want it. And be in the um, posture of receiving the answer. Okay, so that the first, you know, that big sign I got, well, the one I talked about was doing this podcast, but really the, the really first time I really asked for a sign was when um, I was considering working with a business coach because I was like, oh, to be a nutritionist, you have to be in business. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Um, and so I knew I wanted to create Feast to Fast and I just needed help all around but this, this, uh, this business coach was going to cost $5,000. I don't even like to say that because I still can't believe I spent that money. Um, but that's why I had to ask God. I'm like, I need some clarity. And he gave it to me, y'all. Um, I asked him to clearly and unmistakably bring me the name Amanda into my presence within a 48-hour time period. Um, and he did. And he did it twice because I doubted the first time. You know, God love him. He's so good and patient and generous. Um, but that was just an amazing thing to happen and a really a huge turning point in my relationship with God. It really like blew my socks off. You know, I was like, whoa, we just connected 
we just like made heaven and earth come together and we connected and it was just really i'm like we're we just took it up a notch god holy moly that was cool okay the next episode was macros protein protein powder and collagen and so the takeaway we talked a lot about protein things in there but the takeaway i just want to reinforce the fact that you know i use collagen regularly and are you are you using it yet you know or did you buy it and put it in your cabinet and forget to use it that happens too so this is just a reminder you know that collagen is the most abundant protein in the body or it's supposed to be and we start losing it as we age um, and you know a lot of us know of it because of the beauty benefits you know it's good for um, hair and nails and skin it can help reduce wrinkles and cellulite you know it really helps promote skin repair it's good for strong bones I had one client go off her arthritis medication because it helped her joints so much. Um, it can help mend a leaky gut, and it can also help prevent fatty deposits from building up on your arterial walls. So, yes, girl, you need some collagen, okay? All right, number nine, self-help secrets from the Bible. So we went through several biblical women from the Old Testament and um, just kind of had some takeaway lessons. But the one I'm going to share with you today from that episode is Sarah. And, you know, the important message here was trust God's timing and don't take matters into your own hands. Because if you'll remember, God told Abraham and Sarah that they would have a child. They were like a billion years old. <laughs> remember, they were they were like in their 80s or 90s. Um and so it didn't really seem reasonable that that was going to happen. And it didn't happen right away. I think like 10 years passed, you know. And so Sarah got impatient. I don't blame her, you know. But she arranged for Abraham to um, hook up with her servant, Hagar, so they could have the baby. Because Sarah's like, you know, I'm an old woman. I'm not having a baby. But Hagar could do it. So um, that's what happened. And they did have a child, Hagar and Abraham. Um, and it, who was named Ishmael, and that that Ishmael, his line is what ultimately became the branch of um, the the Muslim, the Muslim branch. Yeah. So you know when we think of that, that was a really pretty consequential effect of that decision of taking matters into her own hands. You know that has lasting consequences that impact us today. I'm not blaming Sarah, you know, we, I, I don't know if I would have made that choice, but you know what I mean? We all, we all get impatient and in a hurry and want to force God's hand. Um, and so that is just a reminder to just let God do things in his own timing. It's always going to be better. Okay. Episode 10, why you need a probiotic. We did this with special guest Tina Anderson, and man, she was just a powerhouse of information. And we really dug into the need for a probiotic and why a spore-based um, probiotic is key. And I think my favorite MythBuster from this show was that refrigerated probiotics are not better. In fact, they're probably not accomplishing much. Tina explained that if your probiotic can't even survive at room temp, or, you know, survive your 98.6 body temperature and your stomach acid, then, you know, how's it going to make it to where it needs to go? So there's a survivability factor at play here. 
And that's where a spore-based probiotic really shines. And the nice people at Just Thrive um, always give my listeners a discount. So if you want this superior probiotic, you can go to justthrive.com. And if you'll use Chelsea 15 at checkout, then you'll get 15% off anytime. Anytime you go there and do that, any of their products. Um, Okay, number 11 podcast was brain juice for women. And this was a episode I did with one of my dear colleagues, Leslie Bumpus. She is also a feast of fast coach and a very smart woman. Um, We talked about brain health and how to nurture your brain to prevent age related conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's. She had a lot of really great things to say. But one of the most popular things to come out of that episode was her detox lemonade recipe, which she served me one time when I stayed with her, she made me feel like a little princess and she had this beautiful guest room. And I woke up and she served me this detox lemonade and I was like, can I move in with you? <laughs> um, but anyway, this, um, this detox lemonade is the recipes on my website at the com. It's Leslie's detox lemonade. Um, it's basically, you know, water, um, lemon, but you use, um, you like blend up the whole lemon with the rind and all, um, extra virgin olive oil, apple cider vinegar. You can use a little stevia. You, you know, you can add, you can add some different things and the, the, they're on the website, but, um, but that was a good one. So that's a good one for, you know, liver detoxification, hydration, just overall health. And all of those things are good for your brain. So you can go check out that recipe on the website. Okay, episode number 12 was about food sensitivities. Um, The MRT is what we talked about, which is my food sensitivity test of choice. It's the one I can run on my clients. Um, The one I studied, um, you know, extremely extensively, it stands for mediator release test. And it measures your immune response to 170 different foods and chemicals. Um, and if you remember, I took mine and I had things like beef and spinach and blueberries and squash, you know, like what? These are healthy foods. And I would have never have known that those were creating inflammation in my body and dragging down my immune system, you know, and I had to take them out for three months while I worked on my gut healing, because that's the reason you get food sensitivities in the first place when, when your gut is um, off. And y'all, it's so easy for us to have compromised, um, compromised guts, and in particular, a leaky gut, you know, that lining of the small intestine gets too permeable, very common. And, um, and so I think, quite honestly, every person can benefit from a um, gut healing protocol. But, but, you know, to do it right, you want to take out the foods that are inflaming your body, it's hard to heal the gut when you've got, you know, these food sensitivities, um, kind of flaring up in the body, even though you may not necessarily feel them, you know, so you want to test and don't guess. Um, I haven't had a client yet that's come back, you know, like a clean, a clean slate, you know, they there's always something some people have more food sensitivities on there. And some people just don't have very many, it's really not a big deal. But um, it is a huge piece of the puzzle toward healing from the inside out. So if you're ever interested in that um, testing and doing that, you can email me and I will hook you up. Okay, the next episode was called setting your carb boundaries. And we base this on Proverbs 2528. It's one of the lessons I teach in Feast to Fast. And that verse says, a man without self control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So the thing is, 
carbs are where we find ourselves with the least self-control, right? We're not just overdoing chicken breast, most of us, right? Or salads, or we're not just hankering for a big plate of broccoli. I mean, I like broccoli. I, sometimes I crave it, but you know what I'm saying, right? Um, and so unless we set our boundary walls around the carbohydrates that we are going to allow into our holy temple, if we don't set any boundaries with that, then it's just kind of a total free-for-all. You know, if everything's on the table, um, it is a little scarier out there. You know, I kind of likened it to, you know, a a child going in the front yard, whether, you know, and if there's a fence around the yard or not a fence, you know, a fence around the yard makes a mama feel a lot more peaceful than a little child going in the yard where there's no fence, right? You're just always having to be on guard and think about it and what's going on. Whereas if you've got that boundary, you you have more of that peace of mind, you know, your boundaries, okay? So um, what we do in Feast to Fast is I ask my Feast of Fasters to um, pick out their top 10 heck yow carbs. You know, the ones, they're not really good for you, but the ones that you want to be able to work into your real life. And so some of mine are gluten-free bread, pizza, cookies, tortilla chips, and wine. And so when you define your, you know, your top heck yas and you set those boundaries and you operate within those, there is so much freedom in that discipline. I promise you. Okay, number 14 podcast with was Tubby Trouble. Tubby. <laughs> Well, it could be tubby, but it was really tummy. <laughs> tummy troubles. We were talking about IBS with uh, my colleague, Andrea Dahlman. And here were some of the practical tips for IBS. Um, you know, ultimately, the best thing to do would be to get testing, to do a um, gastrointestinal stool test. And um, she and I both run GI maps and an MRT uh, food sensitivity test. Those two tests are such give us such insight about what is really going on up in there, you know? And so again, tests don't guess. And that way we kind of know what to target specifically instead of giving um, or recommending a more generalized protocol, whether it's, you know, food or um, supplements or even, you know, certain lifestyle things. It just really helps to have that um, hard data. Um, but you know, those are expensive. And so if if that's not in the budget right now, then, um, you know, on the gut side, take a probiotic, take a good probiotic, populate that, um, that gut with some really good, you know, working on your behalf bacteria. And then on the food side, you can remove the top five kind of allergy sensitivity type foods, which would be gluten, eggs, dairy, soy, and corn. Um, all of those really present, you know, problems, uh, you know, not for everybody. Some of them, some people are, have problems with all of those. Some people have problems with some of those. And so um, if you take those out and kind of do an elimination and test on yourself, that's a, can be a really good indicator whether they're working for you or not. Okay. All right. Number 15 podcast 15 was, this is when I was having my summer girl moment, and it's called more carbs in summer. And the thing is, did you know that we're actually biologically designed to eat more carbs in the summer and less in the winter? Because when the light is longer, and the growing season is more abundant, that's when our bodies are signaled the light signals. And you know, there's so much these outer um, kind of earth signals that that 
signal our hormones inside, you know, to eat more, um, because we're supposed to kind of stock up for the winter when there, you know, is less abundance of food, less light. Um, so historically, it would have been less time for being able to find food, you know, when there was less light, and just less availability of food. And so, um, and so be aware of that, because for years, I was like, why? This is bathing suit season. <laughs> why do I? Why am I eating so much more? You know, and it's just that, you know, summer is it's just fun. It's late night, later nights by, you know, the water, sipping a glass of wine, or anyway, that's what I like it to be for me. And so quite honestly, my fasts are less, um, which makes sense with the season. And I, I do end up eating more carbs. And so, you know, once I realized that I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, I can't go crazy train, but I can acknowledge that maybe give myself a little grace and just try to work with my body in a healthy way, you know, and not against it. Um, just knowing that I think is helpful. Number 16, um, podcast 16 was with my dear, dear college friend and former Rockette, Jennifer McCamish. She owns um, Dancer Shape in Austin. And we talked about cardio versus strength training. And so um, I think that, you know, what came out of that is that, you know, a mix of both is really ideal. But I think most people are less inclined to get strength training. So she, what she told us is, you know, the body responds to strength training in pretty wonderful ways. It burns more calories throughout the day without, you know, doing anything, which is, I'm um, like, sign me up. Um, the higher the muscle mass, the higher the metabolism, and that it, it it's really responsible for changing your aesthetic look, you know, as far as being more toned and having muscles, you know, like, some cardio is good for your heart rate. It might um, take some take some weight off maybe, but really the strength training is what's going to manipulate that body shape more. And so um, if I had to choose, I would, you know, if I only had time for one, I think I would do strength training because that also gets your heart rate up. Um, but then y'all kind of know how I feel about cardio. So I'm a little biased. But also it's really important for bone density. Extremely, extremely important for bone density. I don't care if you're 20 or if you're 75, you need to do some strength training, okay? All right, number 17, being spirit-led. So this is where I just want to remind you guys um, to use your holy edge, because that's what we got, you know? Involve the Lord in your decisions, in your schedule. Um, we just we have so many obligations, we all do, and, you know, as Christian women, um, we have this, we have the Holy Spirit to help guide us and to help bring us to our best decisions about, you know, what to keep in our schedule, what to let go. You know, why are we making things unnecessarily difficult for ourselves? Because we do, and it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, God sees all, he knows all, he knows the plans for our lives. And when we involve him and earnestly ask him and receive, you know, his guidance, our lives are going to be infinitely easier. You know, it doesn't mean our lives are going to be easy. It just means we're going to make better decisions um, about how we're operating in life. And just remember, I talked about a book in that episode called Grace Over Grind. And when you're being spirit led, you don't have to grind so much because you're connected to an all knowing God that wants the best for you. All right. Okay. Episode number 18 was mold. I had um, smarty pants. Carly back on. She's just a wealth of info in so many different areas. I love her. 
and she is my right arm woman. Um, but we took a deep dive into how mold can be an underlying root cause of your health problems. So, you know, it's not something we think about automatically, but if you're chronically suffering with a health issue and you just cannot figure it out, like you think you really dialed in and addressed a lot of the other things, um, or if it's something that's kind of new, you know, you might want to consider whether mold could be the problem. You know, especially, I mean, it's a given if you live in a hot and humid and flooding type place like, you know, all my buds in Houston, um, that is something to be aware of. And remember that you won't necessarily have to see or smell mold for it to be present. So if you at all suspect mold could be a problem for you, check out this episode to learn how to investigate, eradicate, and support your body through it. Carly has lived it, and so she's a great resource for that. Okay, episode 19 was the holy trinity of macronutrients. Because y'all, I do not discriminate when it comes to macronutrients. I love, I love the proteins, I love the fats, and I love the carbs, okay? And the lesson here is don't put all your eggs in one macronutrient basket, okay? These extreme diets sometimes need to be used therapeutically. And I'm talking like, you know, keto or, um, or carnivore. Um, you know, I don't think anybody really does great on a super high carb diet. Um, there, you know, there are going to be some people that do, especially if it's, you know, very plant based and vegetable driven. But you know, for the most part, we thrive on um, a combination, you know, a nice balance of all of the macronutrients, because they each offer something to our bodies. Um, and, you know, like I said, the extreme diets are therapeutic, they might be needed in certain health situations, but they shouldn't necessarily be the mainstream. And that's what we do. You know, we see something like, oh, keto and jump on it. And then, you know, six months in a year in, you're like, well, dad, come, I want a glass of vino, or I want to bake cookies with my kids and actually eat a few, you know, or I want to eat the pie at Thanksgiving. And, um, and then you've kind of, you've trained your body in a way that it really can't receive that or handle that well anymore. And so that really can just come back to bite you in the butt. So you know, my approach is to find something that's sustainable, doable, good for you in the long term. And that's what I try to teach my clients. Okay, number 20, um, we did an episode about iodine deficiency in thyroid and breast cancer. And I had Megan Van Ziel from um, Cancer Peace University. Wow, she is a smart lady. Um, and basically, she was telling us that, you know, if you have thyroid or breast cancer, um, you've had that, it's in your family, anything like that, really, you want to pay attention to iodine because um, iodine deficiency can absolutely contribute to those conditions. Um, it's used by the body to create thyroid hormone and to create something called s oh, I'm going to say it wrong, iodolactone, um, which is used by the body to remove abnormal cells, you know, especially from the endocrine system. So um, cystic conditions, goiters, fibrocystic breast disease, um, you know, flagged as abnormal condition that can eventually lead to breast cancer. Those are, you know, can have all been correlated um, with an iodine deficiency. So iodine is a super important mineral for your body in many, many ways, many ways. Um, but there is a test that you can do called the iodine loading test. But you'd want to do that under the guidance of a practitioner. Um, and you do not want to get your iodine from highly processed iodized salt. Okay, you can get it through real foods like pastured egg yolks, grass fed meats, wild caught fish, 
And if you use Redmond Real Salt, which is an American mined um, inland salt, it has some trace mineral minerals, which does include iodine. Um, and so those are some good real food sources, um, you know, seafood, you know, shrimp, stuff like that. Really good for that. Um, kelp, sea things are good for iodine. Um, and so sometimes we get enough from our diet, but sometimes we don't, especially if you do not assimilate your nutrients well, which unfortunately is really common um, in this day and age. All right, number 21 was clear sign from God, number three. And this was the podcast I did um, and told y'all about how God moved so swiftly and directly when I asked him if I should create a coach's program from Feast to Fast. So, you know, I had a few people approach me, ask me if I would be willing to train other health professionals so that they could teach it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a big deal. Um, and so, you know, I took it to God and I was like, all right, God, just, I'll give you a week. <laughs> I gave him a week instead of two days. Wasn't that nice of me? Um, but guess what? Within the hour, I had my answer. I mean, it was unbelievable. I really almost fainted that day. I kind of swooned, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really crazy. So again, I will tell you, ask and you shall receive, my friends. Okay, podcast 22, fat burning training. So my top two tips for training your body to burn fat beyond you know, getting a handle on your carbs, okay, you got to do that, because excess carbs turn to, sh to um, well, all carbs turn to sugar, but you know, excess sugar turns to fat in the body. It's not just eating fat. That's just a such a myth people think. Um, so excess carbs turn to sugar. So and, and, like I said, okay, they turn to sugar, then they turn to fat. So get a handle of your carbs. And then beyond that um, is to fast, okay, to help your body burn through some of those carbohydrates and then get it to be able to burn some fat. If we never get through our carbs, if you're always eating carbs, or if you're eating too many carbs, it has no reason to burn fat. It will always burn the carbs first. Um, and then the other thing that you can do is to make your first meal of the day more fat and protein centered, okay? So your body doesn't switch into sugar burning mode. Because once you introduce carbs, um, you know, if you've been sleeping all night, you kind of run through your carbs, your body can use some of the fat, and then you have your first meal of the day and you have, you know, a muffin or a piece of toast or something like that, your body switch into, switches into sugar burning mode. Okay. But if you're having something like avocado and eggs where, you know, it's a little fat and protein, your body's going to use that energy that you're eating, but it's not switching into a sugar burning mode. Okay. So it's just really giving your body that opportunity to rely on more fat-based foods for energy instead of sugar all the time, okay? So if you can um, delay your carbs a little bit later in the day, then that's really helpful. All right, podcast 23, The Busy Mom Reset. So mamas, I'm just talking to you at this time. And I'll remind you, what I reminded you of then was to just, you know, reevaluate your priorities um, what your picture of perfection is and your mountain of expectation, you know, and we talked about the interaction between Jesus and Martha that we read about in Luke 10, when, you know, Martha's busy in the kitchen, she's all ticked off at Mary because Mary's in the other room, not helping. 
<laughs> how many times are you know I know I'm like that like oh don't mind me over here just working in the kitchen y'all just go you know sit over there and watch tv no biggie um it's just that kind of martyr attitude and Jesus told Martha he's like Martha Martha you are worried and upset about many things but few things are needed or indeed only one Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her so the moral of the story is you know if you're stressed out over all the things you are missing the most important things you know the people in front of you and the lord of the universe so don't put them on the back burner mama okay okay number 24 episode was um, strategies for feeding my kids Lord, y'all, this is when I shared the story. Remember when I found the empty boxes of Little Debbie cakes and zebra cakes in my son's closet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was not a good time for this nutritionist mama. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I was like, who am I to be telling you about strategies for feeding kids? But anyway, I'll tell you my top one. The one I really prioritize is prioritizing protein. Um, and that's for the kids and that's for actually me and just how, you know, my family in general, when I'm thinking about a meal, I, the first thing I'm thinking about, what is my protein going to be? Okay. And so to prioritize protein, have lots and lots of it on hand. Um, you know, proteins are the building blocks of our bodies. And we're talking about these little baby bodies that are growing so fast um, you know, proteins are what help form their muscles and their tissues and their neurotransmitters, you know. So that is just really key to, to get some protein um, into them. And um, to circle back to the collagen, you know, you can easily sneak some collagen into smoothies um, and oatmeal and things like that. Stir it into things to get a little kick of collagen in there, um, a little extra protein. Okay, podcast 25 was behind the scenes weight loss story with my client Rebecca. So this was really this is like real life stuff. You know, she shared how she went from like eating ice cream on the couch every day to lose just losing sizes just you know, weight coming off her. And the key for her was not chasing the weight, but chasing her health. And then allowing her body, you know, that time to heal. I had her take a nutritional assessment. And that's what, you know, I do with uh, my clients. And we do that in the Christian Health Club for my Feast of Fasters when we're in between rounds of Feast of Fast. And what we do, you know, what I did for her and we work together on is identifying her body's uh, top needs to address, you know. And so in that episode, Rebecca talks about how her mind was shifting and how her body composition was shifting along the way. And it's just a great testament to how to succeed at changing your health um, and your weight. So if you need some inspiration and motivation, go back and listen to that one. It's a great one. Okay, podcast 26 hearing from the Holy Spirit. So y'all hearing from the Holy Spirit is a gift we've all been given from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, not just me. Um, you know, who am I? I'm just a regular old person that's trying to love the Lord and be connected more. And so part of that is, is, you know, stepping out asking, you know, trying to listen better, all of these things. And so I share these episodes with you to remind you of that, you know, to remind you to tune in and listen to what the Lord is trying to impart to you. And, you know, so much of how the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through a feeling or intuition. 
You know, before I fully understood that it was God speaking to me, I had several occasions with just kind of this overwhelming sense of guidance or like, like a picture in my head or like, that's what it's going to be. You know, one of my favorites that I share in this episode is the first time I saw my husband and I immediately had this kind of otherworldly sense that I was going to marry him. You know, it didn't make any sense. That was the first time I ever laid eyes on him. We passed in this kind of hallway thing. I was like, oh, it's gonna, that's who you're going to marry. That's your husband. I mean, so that was weird, <laughs> you know. And so um, God was speaking to me before I was even really listening, you know. Um, so just be encouraged and tune into that. All right. Um, episode number 27, Do You Need a Functional Medicine Doctor? So y'all kind of know my story by now. I went to a functional medicine doctor. I called him my nature doctor. You know, he's a naturopath. Um, when I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility. So this was, I guess, my son is 14 and a half. So, you know, over 15 years ago. Can't believe that. Um, and he changed my diet. That was the biggest thing he did. Gave me some supplements. Um, and that played an enormous role in me getting pregnant six weeks later. Okay, and so that experience um, really shaped me to become a nutritionist because I was like, are you kidding me? That it was mostly my food? What? You know, I could have spent thousands and thousands of dollars going through, you know, infertility treatments and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so, and some people that, you know, is necessary, but it wasn't for me. But I wasn't given any alternative or anything to look for. So this was huge. And that's why, you know, a lot of the reason that I'm here is to share this ability, you know, this ability to heal with you and just using the provision God has given us. But, um, you know, some, some times that you might want to sink out a, a functional medicine doctor would be, you know, if you're not seeing a relief of symptoms after covering your nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle basics. So if you've covered all those things um, and you're still not, you know, getting there, then you might seek one out. Um, any kind of chronic conditions, you know, um, you might want to see one about prescriptions and dosage adjustments and maybe more natural alternatives. And if you have autoimmune disease, um, you know, a functional medicine doctor is really helpful because they look at your body, you know, as one holistic system, not just one part like, oh, you have, you know, thyroid, let's just focus on that. Well, I mean, you better have your gut in order if you've got, you know, Hashimoto's, right? So it's, it's systemically, you have to approach the whole system. So Um, A functional medicine doctor is going to help you do that. Okay, um, number 28, the episode about why you can't stop overeating. This was a really popular episode. Um, And we did a little class on this in the Christian Health Club. Um, So there are physical and emotional reasons that people overeat. Some of the most common physical reasons are nutritional deficiencies. Okay, your body's like, I ain't got enough vitamin A, keep eating, I need some. You know, but you're not choosing the things with vitamin A, you're choosing like things that are depleting your body of nutrients. But your body was like sending you back like, go eat more, (laughs) go eat more, I need some nutrition. Okay, you could have an overgrowth of bad bacteria, which I like to think of like little gremlins in your body, like who love bad bacteria, love sugar and carbs and all that stuff. And so the more that you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria, which is something that we can identify when we do the gastrointestinal stool testing, the GI map, um, you know, if you have that overgrowth, then sometimes it feels like, you know, there's an alien in your body telling you to eat. And those would be your little gut bacteria gremlins. Okay. Um, not being able, not being metabolically flexible. 
Um, you know, if your body can't switch back and forth efficiently and really process food well, then you are going to be driven to eat more. If you're not digesting well, that can also lead you to overeating because again, you could even be eating, you know, good foods and getting nutrients, but if your body can't process them and get them, your body's going to send you for more. Um, and then, you know, your metabolic hormones could be off. So like your lectin and your ghrelin, you know, remember, um, lectin is your put down the fork sister um, hormone and ghrelin is your pick up the fork sister hormone. And so when those are off and we're not getting that messaging, um, and a lot of that has to do with gut health and metabolic flexibility, then um, if you're not receiving those messages correctly, then you might just be, you know, overeating. Um, you could also have a dysregulated dopamine response, um, which means, you know, when we eat certain foods, especially foods that are really pleasurable and kind of overstimulating with lots of flavor or sweets or, you know, sweet or salty or spicy or, you know, just so processed with chemicals, you get a dopamine hit, you know, this hit of this pleasure chemical. And you're it's like a drug, your body's like, uh, yeah, give me some more of that. And so you're, your kind of brain is driving you to want more of that. And so you want to, you want to get your dopamine um, more balanced and regulated and in your receptors just a little bit more in line with <laughs> not overeating. And so, um, you know, again, we do all of these things we do in Feast to Fast. And we just, you know, that's what I work with people on. There's so much more than just, you know, what is my food going to be? You know, I'm not eating well. And there's just this host of things happening in the body. Again, you know, the body is this one holistic system that we have to look at all these things. So those are kind of the physical reasons. Emotionally, I mean, we use food to avoid feeling discomfort, you know, whether that's sadness or boredom or frustration, um, whatever it is, you know, we kind of use it as a buffer. And so um, we have to identify that. And, um, and that's something to kind of overcome, you know, um, but two of my favorite tips from this episode, you know, my one of my new favorite sayings is that results are on the other side of discomfort, you know, to sit in frustration, or sadness without eating to buffer it, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. You know, when you're going through a sugar detox, and you want something, it is not easy to sit in that want and desire and not answer it. But the results are on the other side of that. You know, if you can leave that door closed and not open it, then that's when you get results. The other um, good tip from this episode was to do the head throat belly test about eating, you know, to test your hunger. So um, if you're thinking about food and you're wanting something and it's, you know, in your mind, then that's a craving. If you're feeling kind of you think you're hungry, and it kind of feels like hunger in your throat, a lot of times that's you're thirsty, you need something to drink some water. And it's only really when it's in your belly, and you know how that feels that you're truly hungry. So if you're wanting something like I swear last night, I, <laughs> I was just kind of wanting something. And I looked in the fridge and I'm like, Do I want that chicken breast? Nope. I sure don't, but I'm not hungry. So, you know, that was that. I'm in the middle of sugar detoxing right now. So I kind of want all the things. But, um, but you know, that's the test. Like, will you chomp on a chicken breast right now? If the answer is no, you ain't hungry, sister. Okay, go do something else. All right. Lesson, uh, well, podcast 29 is lessons from my life coach. 
And so y'all know I'm in this um, self-coaching group. I've been in a year now. And the thing that we're always focusing on is that your life is a result of your thoughts, period, the end. So when we think it's, uh, we, you know, we tend to think um, our life is a result of our actions or our non-action, like I'm not eating right. So my result is that I am not healthy, right? And that is true. But the way that we take action or not take action first comes from a thought, You know, if your thought is, I'm really never going to be able to lose weight, like that's what you really think and you really believe, um, and it's the thought always circulating in your mind, well, you know, then that produces a feeling of doubt, you know, and if your mind is convinced and you keep telling yourself you're never really going to lose weight, if that's in the back of your head, then you're like, why the heck not enjoy the cookies, you know, I'm I'm never going to lose weight, I might as well just enjoy this experience, right? And so it's the thought that ultimately drives us to our actions, And so you must absolutely examine those thoughts floating through your mind. And, you know, the Bible, in the Bible, it tells us, it tells us this, you know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he, you know, what you're thinking is the way that you become. Proverbs 4, 23 says more than anything you guard, protect your mind for life flows from it. Okay, that is the darn truth. Okay, episode 30 was calcium, K2, and bones with Tina Anderson. So we talked about bone health, you know, and it's not just a matter of calcium, because that's what a lot of, you know, in the conventional um, medical community, we just, they'll throw a lot of calcium at things, but you've got to have the proper cofactors for your body to be able to use calcium. And if you don't, Calcium can end up in the wrong place. So you can be taking a lot of calcium, but if you don't have stuff like vitamin D and K2 um, to get the calcium to the right place, like your bones, it can end up in your arteries, okay? You get these calcifications. So it's important to remember, and we talked a lot about K2. A lot of us are really, you know, uh, you know, kind of tuned into vitamin D and, and taking that and supplementing with that. But a lot of people still are not getting K2. And so that is something I regularly use. And also you can get that from Just Thrive and they'll give you that discount if you use Chelsea 15. Um, but I give that to, I take it and I give it to my kids. Talk about, you know, wanting to really have some strong gro- bone growth. So yes, I absolutely incorporate that into my kids supplement schedule. Okay, number 31, the podcast I had Megan Van Zeel back on, and we talked about how thoughts affect cancer. So here we go again, we know with how thoughts affect our health. And Megan shared how, you know, the myth of cancer is that it is a genetic disease, when only five to 10% of cancer diagnoses um, have a direct genetic influence. So the biggest influences are nutrition, or lack thereof, Um, toxic exposure in your mind. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is not crazy because this, listen to how, listen to how this can work. If you're living, if you're a stressed out person, you're living in fear and stress and your mind is in the negative. Um, It changes the biochemistry of your body. Okay. There's like all the cortisol or adrenaline that gets released and that creates ripe conditions for cancer to proliferate. Okay. So your thoughts play a huge role role and whether your body takes on illness and disease. And that is why we will always talk about how to keep your mind in check here on the Christian Health Club podcast. Okay. All right, episode 32 
was the secret to not counting calories. And, you know, we looked at it from, you know, some per the perspective of, um, you know, Bible women didn't count calories, you know, and they were okay. <laughs> um, that would have sounded ridiculous. I mean, the idea of a calorie wasn't even, you know, um, created or discovered or concocted until, I mean, I think, I can't remember, the 1500s, 1700s, I mean, late, you know. So Bible women didn't have that advantage to write down their calories every day and make sure they were staying on target. So what do they do? Well, a couple of things um, that they would have done was, you know, simply stopped when they're full. I mean, there's no better measure of how many calories and, you know, which is energy. Calories are just energy. It's a measure of energy. And so, you know, food is energy. And so when your body has had enough energy, it will tell you it's full, right? And so we call that getting our roof on um, in the Christian Health Club and in Feast of Fast. We want to get our roof on and stop when we're full. And we base that on um, Ruth 2.14, you know, when she was um, eating with Boaz. And it says she ate all she wanted, and she had some left over. I was like, ah. girlfriend stopped when she was full. She had leftovers, you know. I can't say I have a lot of leftovers in my life. So I, that's probably one of the biggest things I'm always working on is getting my wreath on and stopping when I'm full. The other, th other thing that we need to remember is that calorie variation is normal. Um, you know, Bible women wouldn't have eaten the exact same amount of calories every single day. They would have not even known. Again, they would have measured it by their energy needs and what food was available. You know, um, they would have eaten more or less based on hunger and food availability. Um, again, sometimes we feast, sometimes we fast. And the body is totally capable of handling that if you're metabolically flexible. And, um, and so when we have all these, you know, metabolic flexibility and stopping when we're full and, you know, our leptin and ghrelin signaling is working well, all of these good things, um, then calorie counting is not necessary. And, you know, I just have to give you the other side of that. It can be useful. I'm not going to lie. It can be useful if you have no control over the amount of energy moving in and out of your body or, you know, but, um, Y'all know I don't like math, and so I just want to offer you this other way to think about it and to try to apply it, that you do not have to count calories um, to be healthy and to live at your optimal weight. Okay, um, podcast 33 was a lesson from Ecclesiastes 11.4, and that verse says, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Okay, and so what it's saying, y'all, is that if you wait for the perfect conditions, okay, and when I read this, of course, I saw it in a health capacity, because that's how God works, works in my brain. Um, but if you're waiting for the perfect conditions, you know, for your schedule to calm down, or for the holidays to get past, you'll never start or sustain your healthy lifestyle. And, you know, I had a client that I had this you know, this is when I had a light bulb with one of my clients who's like all of my clients, you know, a lot of them was like, oh, well, things got crazy. And my schedule was crazy. And I was like, man, you know what, we all say this, I say that. And it just kind of dawned on me that, you know, life is crazy. This is the crazy. And we have to learn to operate within the crazy. That is just how it's going to be. If, you know, if we've got you know, things going on all the time, and we're here and there, and we're not home, and we're working, and we don't have time to, you know, life's, there's, it's busy, it's crazy, again, we should be asking the Holy Spirit to help us let some of that go, but, you know, 
there are crazier times of life than others. And but we have to operate within that. You know, we have the same choice of what we put in our mouths, whether it's crazy or calm. So, you know, that's really what it boils down to. And so it's just kind of a, a, a mind shift that we have to, we can't fall back on our laurels on, you know, on the excuse of that. Okay. Number 34 was the podcast about skipping breakfast, good or bad, because I get that question a lot when it comes to fasting. And you have to remember that nobody skips breakfast, okay? The first meal of the day is break fast. That's where the word comes from. We break our fast with the first meal of the day. What's most important in the time is the food. You know, your first meal of the day sets the tone for your blood sugar regulation and energy pattern throughout the day. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, starting the day with mostly protein and fat is going to help keep both of those things stable, plus train your body to, you know, be a fat burner. Um, so, so really, um, it's just a matter of choosing the right kind of food when you do break your fast, um, as opposed to the exact time that you break your fast. Um, okay, that you breakfast. All right. Episode 35, diet denomination. And really, we kind of talked about here, you know, should we be vegetarians or meat eaters? I have a good blog post on this um, that you can look at. And I think it's, you know, I try to be really balanced in this. And I mean, and the reason I can do that is because I look to look to the word for guidance, you know. Um, and here's what the truth is, is that in Genesis 1:29 we're given plants for food. And in Genesis 9, 3, we're given meat for food. You know, God gave us both. Um, and some people do well on mostly plants and some people do well on mostly meat. But I can tell you that the majority of people do best on a mix of both. Okay. And so, you know, I just to I, I called it diet denomination is because so many people identify with their diet as like who they are just kind of like the different denominations out there and people identify with that but you know we're all Christians we're all eaters <laughs> and we shouldn't be defined by our denomination or our diet you know as Christians we're not meant to be known for that you know for our rules we're meant to be known for our love and so that is just really the takeaway there Okay, episode 36, Think Zinc. We talked about how important of a mineral zinc is um, and that a deficiency is often a root cause contributor to acne, poor digestion, poor alcohol detoxification, low libido, and to kids being so picky with their food. Um, and there's an at-home self-test that you can do to test your zinc levels. And so if you go to the christiannutritionist.com backslash I can't say backslash zinc, um, or you search zinc, you should be able to find that. And it's a little downloadable thing. It'll tell you what to get and how to go about testing yourself for a zinc deficiency. Okay, episode 37, don't bargain shop your body. Because y'all, I am, you know, I'm a bargain shopper at heart. And you know, I've been trying to be in bargain shop recovery for years. <laughs> And here's really the message of this episode was, you know, instead of letting bargains define your food, your clothes, or your home good choices, um, which, you know, is never choosing what best serves you, you know, your body, your space, um, to apply that heck yeah principle, you know, when it comes to um, your food, 
and your, you know, what you're bringing into your home, what you're putting on your body, if you weren't willing to pay full price for it, you know, if it's not a heck yeah, it's, you know, probably a heck no. So, you know, just that's kind of a good lens to look through. And it just helps us be better stewards of what we allow into our kitchens, our bodies and our homes, you know, don't, uh, the bargain price isn't, you know, yes, it's cheaper, but you know, is clutter, clutter is not cheap when it comes to your peace of mind, you know, um, clothes in your closet that you don't really wear or that don't look good on your body. I mean, that's not serving you, you know, buying 10 boxes of cookies because they're on sale and they're, you know, gluten-free that doesn't really serve your body. So just be mindful of that if you're a bargain shopper like I am. Okay, number 38, um, expecting signs from God. So I kind of said this earlier, but you know, if we want to hear from God, we have to live in the posture of expectation and belief. Every time I say that, y'all, my back gets straighter. I'm like, live in that expectation <laughs> of, uh, you know, of, of belief, you know, live in that posture of expectation, you know, which just makes you stand straighter. Like I'm expecting something from God. He is going to connect with me. He is going to impart some holy wisdom to me, whether, you know, that is through a gut feeling or somebody coming to give me a message or some kind of clear sign, um, you know, but if we don't expect it, if we're not looking for it, you know, we might miss it, um, you know, and I likened it to, you know, when we order something from Amazon, I mean, we expect it to show up right? We're like looking for the package. I'm, I'm looking for my package two days later. I'm looking out the door. I fully expect it to be there. We don't doubt it's coming. You know, and what if we gave God the same credit we gave to Amazon? Like, what if we were looking that intently for our package of blessing, for our answer? You know, I just, I think our lives would just be so different. So look for his guidance, expect it, you know, he does deliver. All right, episode 39, fuel uh, fuel food versus entertainment food. So I want you, you know, it's a good idea, like even if you just did this for one day to get a perspective, think of your food in the context of what is fuel for your body and what we call um, entertainment food, which is also known as a party in your mouth. <laughs> okay, like, are you eating things that are fueling you to make your body the best it can be? Or are you gravitating towards foods because you're like the party girl, like you want the party in your mouth, you want it to always just, you know, be an explosion of flavor in your mouth, you know, the problem is that these overstimulating flavors and processed foods interfere with your body's normal taste, um, taste bud and brain receptors. Okay, remember, I was talking about that dopamine response earlier. And so, um, you know, if you are always giving it that, then it wants a party in your mouth all the time. And you'll be driven to eat more of these processed foods like Doritos and cookies, because your brain's like, yeah, baby, give me another hit of dopamine, you know, and your taste buds are so used to that, that you eat you know, like some blueberries, like, uh, uh, that ain't gonna cut my sweet, you know, craving, I need the chips ahoy, baby. So <laughs> we, you've got to really identify, you know, this balance of what you're putting in your body, um, to fuel the body you want to have, you know, for optimal weight and health, you've got to reset these receptors by eating for fuel. And that doesn't mean that your food doesn't taste good. Because once you change the change those receptors, those, um, brain and you know taste better receptors then it can appreciate you know real food it can appreciate banana pancakes it can appreciate you know a, an upgraded different 
you know, not a Chips Ahoy, but like a homemade chocolate chip cookie made with, you know, healthier flowers and, and chocolate and things like that, or just even a handful of blue, blueberries, you know, it's just giving your body that kind of re perspective, you know, just like reorganizing that perspective of your body as to what tastes good. Okay, episode 40 was tighten your tinkler. Man, I learned a lot from these ladies at Tighten Your Tinkler. Um, you know, they have a non-invasive approach to pelvic floor recovery, which means you don't have to go to these, you know, extreme medications and surgery um, if you've got bladder issues or pain in your pelvic area. They have a solution that you can do right in your own home, and they have a lot of success with it. Um, and one interesting thing I learned is that, you know, Kegels are not always the answer and um, that they can over tighten the muscles and actually create the problem instead of helping it. So you might want to reconsider your stoplight Kegels, ladies, okay? All right, uh, episode 41, your body must believe you. This is just a lesson I try to drive into my Feast of Fasters, my, um, my clients, is that your body will not release weight or overcome a health issue without consistency, you know, without sticking it out, you know, going through that discomfort. Um, you know, it needs consistent nutrition, sleep and exercise. And when we throw in the towel too soon, when we are yo-yo dieting, when we're making poor lifestyle choices, um, it makes your body hold on to weight as a protective measure. Because, you know, it doesn't know what you're going to do. You know, it's like, I don't one day she's eating, you know, she's on a juice fast and the next day she's like you know chowing down 5,000 calories what is happening out there in the world that she is so extreme all the time um, you know one day she's eating all meat and the next day she's only eating vegetables you know um, it's just if you are somebody that's constantly diet hopping and um, doing you know your body's like I don't know what she's doing so I'm just going to sit tight with what I got you know and holding on to weight is, is a protective measure for the body. Um, so when it feels safe, you know, enough to, um, you know, feel that consistently, like, okay, she's going to stick with this thing, you know, like she, we found our, we hit our stride. We found what we're doing. That's why I'm like, please find a, you know, sustainable way of eating that you can do for forever. Um, because that's when the body, um, feels comfortable to release weight, to start healing, to, you know, to do what it needs to do. So, um, your, give your body that opportunity to believe you. All right. Episode 42 was how many meals a day should I eat? I get this question, you know, every round of feast to fast. And it's a good question. That's why I did the podcast. So, um, you know, the most direct basic answer is eat when you're hungry, you know, whether that's, uh, two meals a day or four meals a day, you know, I don't recommend, you know, there's a lot of, um, dietary advice out there like eat six times a day so keep your metabolism stimulated and mm, I am not on that I am not on that bandwagon <laughs> the more you eat you know the more you're constantly taxing your digestive system you're keeping yourself in sugar burning mode now sometimes eating a little bit more frequently is necessary if you really need help um balancing blood sugar um but I haven't had anybody have any trouble with, um, you know, starting fasting and cutting some carbs down and getting healthy fat and protein, because that is really what helps balance blood sugar. So, and also helps you not want to eat so much because the more carbs you eat, the more often you have to eat because it's not a really grounding source of nutrition. So 
Um, but really, again, the takeaway is that eat when you're hungry, even if it feels like, oh my gosh, I didn't even eat three meals today. Is that bad? No, not if you're not hungry, you know, or maybe you ate three meals. You're like, oh, still hungry. You know, I kind of want a snack. Is that bad? I want to actually, I want a whole nother meal. Is that bad? No, (laughs) no. Eat when you're hungry. That's your body saying I need energy, you know, so honor that. Okay. And it's, that's really that kind of intuitive eating, but um, you know, again, to be a good intuitive eater, we, we need to have that metabolic flexibility in place and all our hormones working on our side so we get all the right signaling. Um, okay, episode 43, the best that can happen. Let's read Ephesians 3.20, right? One of my favorite verses, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is it at work within us. I love this verse. Y'all, as Christians, we have the ability to do more than we'll ever realize, ever. Like we won't even really know it, I think, until we get to heaven. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I had that much capacity. Um, but here's the thing. We are not honoring God by thinking about the worst that can happen instead of the best that can happen. Okay, because the enemy loves to keep you in worst case scenario mode. Okay, but that's not how God wants us to operate. And so when you find yourself just marinating in this, like, oh my gosh, this could happen, this and worry and fear and all of these things, just remember that is not of God. And that we are called to think on lovely things, you know, like Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Okay, love that verse too. All right, episode 44, my clean routine. Um, I'll just tell you some of my favorite things that I talked about in that episode um, with my clean routine. I love organic coffee. Um, and I use Cafe Altura. Um, I use a couple, a couple different brands right now. What is it? Altamaya. Got it. Costco beans. Um, just you really do want to have clean coffee if you're going to drink it every day. Uh, Dr. Bronner's bar soap for the shower. I use Beauty Counter as my skincare and makeup. I use Native deodorant. Um, I love Young Living oils and Thieves Cleaner, and I love the Branch Basics home cleaning products. And I love my bowl and branch organic cotton sheets. Okay, so just a little cut to the chase of some of the things I like to use. And I'm going to be giving some of those things away um, this week if you leave the review. That's some of the gifts I'm going to be sending out to you guys. Okay, episode 45 was Faith and Fitness with Elisa Keaton from Revelation Wellness. And I just love her message. And Part of that was not using fear as your motivator, you know, fear of getting fat, fear of getting cancer, fear, you know, whatever it is, or as a punisher, like I had a cookie, I've got to run five miles, you know, not using fear or in punishment as your motivator, you know, for your diet and health choices, do it from a place of love and honoring your body as a holy temple created and loved by God. Okay. Um, episode 46, The Secret to Sinking Your Cortisol. So, y'all, I just think it's so cool. And I mentioned this kind of earlier when I was talking about more carbs in the summer is that our bodies are designed to sink with the earth. I mean, we are made from the earth. So it makes sense. 
And, you know, light plays a huge role in this. And so we talked a lot about, sink, you know, sinking your cortisol, but um, two important ways to help do that is to get sunlight in your eyes first thing in the morning and then to use blue blocker glasses at night um, to block out so much of the blue light we get from screens, which our bodies are not used to and which interfere with our, like making melatonin and, and our hormones, um, cortisol and such. Um, and so if we will do those two things, it really can help set the our circadian rhythm for better energy and sleep. Episode 47 was increasing oxytocin flow, which I love. And I talked about several ways to do that. And I love the idea of grounding, you know, getting our hands and feet in the earth. But I think my favorite tip from that episode was to, you know, get together with your girlfriends regularly. Those people that fill your bucket and just warm your heart, that love you unconditionally. Um, your body produces oxytocin when you're in those situations. So, um, you know, do more of that. Plan you a girl's trip with your homies. Episode 48 was Eat Fast Feast with New York Times bestselling author J.W. Richards. That was one I wanted to barf before I recorded. Um, but he was awesome. And it was really cool. We talked about, you know, how fasting has always been a part of our Christian history. And it's only in modern times that we've become so disconnected. You know, we are meant to model our lives after Jesus. And he fasted regularly, you know. And then we don't have to go to the extremes of extreme fasting. But it ain't going to kill you to at least, you know, do some fasting overnight or do some super fasts every once in a while, you know, which are just kind of longer fasts. Um, it's an amazing spirit, mind, body discipline that benefits us in all areas of life. And so I just encourage you to incorporate um, fasting it's just as a beautiful discipline and as a part of your healthy lifestyle. Um, 49, that episode was Insider Secrets to Eating Grains and Legumes. And um, one of the tips that people really liked was about, you know, rice, choosing white rice. And specifically, you can choose white Indian basmati rice, which is lower in lectins and higher in resistant starch. So you get more bang for your buck. And then finally, uh, finally, episode 50, dialing in decrease. And, you know, we talked about John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. And just remember that the more stuff in our heads, our bellies, our homes, our schedules, and on our credit card bill, the less room we have for guidance and peace from the Lord. And so how can you decrease? What can you decrease in your life? The busy, you know, the the clutter, the buying so much, the excessive eating, how can you decrease to make more room for Jesus? Okay, my friends, that is 50 episodes. Holy moly. I want to thank you for being here through all of it or any of it. Again, bless you. Um, it's like I, you know, I told God about my sermons on the couch, which I think I've been doing for five years now, you know, coming on every Sunday and doing my little sermon on the couch. And I was like, God, if you keep giving me ideas, I'll keep doing it. You know, as long as it's reaching some people and glorifying you and making them think about you and health more, I'm in. And that's kind of how I feel about the podcast. You know, um, I'm here. I love connecting with you and I'm grateful for you. Um, and so, um, if you will, um, like I said, I'd love to connect with you through um, reading some reviews so I can bless you with some little fun presents, some of my favorite things that I use and have 
you know, I use on the reg. Um, I would love to just bless you, send you a little gift. And all you have to do is um, write a review, put some stars in there, whatever you want to do. And tell me what your favorite episode is. Tell me what you want to know more of all of those things. It would be my absolute pleasure to read those. And then um, I will, like I said, I'll pick a winner. I'll let you know. And I will um, pop that in the mail to you. So thank you, friend. Thank you for celebrating my podcast birthday with me. I hope you enjoyed this Cliff Notes version. (laughs) And I hope you have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.